Welcome to Kick-Ass Radio, hosted by Joe Sainsbury, founder of Kick-Ass Women. Join Joe over the next hour as she shares stories and conversations that are both inspiring and empowering. Having spent over 30 years in the corporate sector, Joe Sainsbury kicked off her heels and became a coal train driver working in the rail and mining industry. It has been her goal ever since to empower and support women who are considering a career change into an industry role, making the transition as smooth as possible. Joe is a walking, talking success story of how taking the plunge into industry can open up a world of opportunity. And you can do it too. If you're a woman working in industry or considering a career change, this is the radio station for you. Let's get into this episode of Kick-Ass Radio. Hi there, Glow Getters. Merry Christmas to one and all. It's Christmas Eve here in Australia. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Hope you've had a great week leading up to the suspense of Christmas and, yes, the imminent arrival of that big fat man, Santa, on Christmas morning. I hope you're all enjoying the day or looking forward to the day, respectively, with your family, friends and loved ones, wherever you can. Now, our thoughts to all those who are constricted due to COVID-19 still yet again 12 months later and our heartfelt Christmas wish hugs and kisses to you all. You are listening to the Christmas episode of the Kick-Ass Radio Show Kickstart where we're usually talking about all things women working in non-traditional roles in varied male-dominated industries and I'll tell you how it is. Today is episode 63 and we're rounding down to the end of the year and we're about to overindulge in Christmas cheer and fair and inching our way closer to the lounge for that afternoon nana nap and recharging, ready for the next sitting. So today I thought I'd revisit my Facebook diet chat we had last year, but expand on that. I think we need to do a digital detox. Let's talk about reducing your social media over the holiday period. Let's have some social media go on a summer holiday, along with my sidekick here who wants to take front and centre stage. I think she does, yeah, as always. Now, there's a downside of social media that no one talks about. It's that it takes you from a creator to a consumer. Instead of creating, achieving goals and living your own life, you're consuming someone else's. On top of that, you feel worse after using social media, yet you feel compelled to use it more and more. So in this episode, I'm going to guide you on how to use social media intentionally. You'll learn how to increase your awareness, use it less and feel better. So as we said, I'm your host, Joe Sainsbury, The Glow Getter. I hope we can keep you in good company over the coming hour, along with my sidekick here, Georgia, the naughty elf. A huge shout out to all the women working out on track and on site today all over the globe. May you stay safe and have a fantastic day or night shift. And this might also be a good time for a trigger warning that today's radio show does and may contain some adult language. Okay, let's get into it. detox skincare detox digital detox hmm i'm gonna have to get back to you on that one the other day i was at dinner with a wise friend who also just happens to be a nurse and i confided that i've been having some issues with insomnia lately should that be a post we talked about the detrimental effects of our screen time on our sleep patterns and she asked me how long it had been since i'd actually detoxed from all my devices for at least a couple of days After thinking about it for a few minutes, I realised that the last time I turned off my phone for more than a few hours was, well, I couldn't even remember or pinpoint the time. 
I couldn't believe it. And it got me wondering if I'm long overdue for a break. I've gotten so used to having instant info at my fingertips at all times that answering pings from incoming emails, scrolling through my Instagram feed and being constantly on call are behaviours that have become second nature. Have any of you taken the digital detox? And if so, how was it? Did you go through withdrawals? And was it a positive thing in the end? I'd love to hear your experiences over the coming days. So make sure you let me know. I've been logging some advice from the experts. So welcome to the Christmas episode of Kigas Radio. So this is how you can go about reducing social media if you are interested. Now, the first step is to kind of do this social media audit where you log into your social media accounts and you unfollow anyone who, by following, isn't serving you. So if you find that you are following a bunch of influencers and it makes it extremely hard for you to manage your mind all the time, you can unfollow them. It's kind of like if you have one friend and it's just always a challenge to be friends with this person. You can just decide to end that relationship and complete it. You can change the circumstance. Now, you don't always have to manage your mind. Now, if you're constantly avoiding people and ending relationships because people are challenging to be around, then it's your brain. And it's not just, it's hard with that one person. So for social media, it's the same thing. If you find that regardless of who you look at, it's extremely difficult to manage your mind, then this won't work. But what I find is that there are some accounts for most people that make it particularly challenging to follow. So unfollow those accounts and follow accounts that energize you. Now, I love following motivational accounts or inspirational leaders. I find it so invigorating. So I follow self-development accounts and I don't follow accounts that I don't think serve me. So that's the first step. It's to be really intentional about who you're allowing to show up on your feed. Now, the second step is to take the apps off your phone. It's so fascinating to me that I thought this was going to be such a big deal and it ended up being so easy. It was crazy. I thought, you know, I'll, I scroll a lot or um, I think this is going to be hard, but it ended up being fine. I took them off my phone. And again, you can just re-download them if you want. But I think this is a really good trial to see how much you're picking up and scrolling. Step number three is to decide ahead of time how much you want to use social media. So this is where you create the constraints, your new habits, new routines. You create the rules. Maybe you're going to check the social media accounts whenever you're on the computer. That's kind of what I do right now. Now, I have a social media assistant who helps me post the content that I create. So all of the content and the words, those come from me, but she helps me post them at certain times. So you can decide ahead of time how often you want to check it or use it. Maybe it's every morning, you know, when you're having your morning coffee or it's at 8 a.m. after you've had your morning coffee. Um, you might check it for 30 minutes or maybe it's at noon for 15 minutes or maybe it's only on the weekends and you're only going to do it on your computer. That's the rule you set. And on the weekends, you're going to do it twice a day at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Whatever the case is, you decide ahead of time what your rules are going to be. Now, I really recommend not making them complicated, though, because then you'll forget and will take up more mental space than you want. Now, step number four is to follow your schedule. So you follow through. It's pretty easy to take the apps off your phone. 
And it's actually pretty easy to come up with a schedule for how you want to use it. Now, the harder part is following through, especially when you are creating this as a new habit. So right now you might be in the habit of, you know, every time you take a break or you do something else, you check your phone and you just start scrolling. So the following through is that new habit. You're not going to pick up your phone and scroll. You're going to have the urge to, but you're not going to do it. Step number five is to allow the urge. It's to notice it and it's to breathe it in, to acknowledge it. And part of this isn't just, you know, in your day-to-day in the habit of it, but also when you're feeling a little bit down, we tend to want to avoid that negative emotion and the way we all avoid it is different. Some of us might pour a glass of wine. Some of us might go, you know, pig out on the leftover Christmas trifle or the rumbles. And some of us might just sit there and binge Netflix and scroll social media until we feel better for hours on end. Never actually feeling better, right? There's that. That's the downside to it. Even if it feels better in the moment, the problem is it's still there. The negative emotion comes back the next day. So if you can have awareness of this and allow the urge, you've already won. Okay, and remind yourself, all right, this is just a feeling. This is just the desire to give in. This is okay, and I can feel this. Okay, let's hear from one of the show's sponsors, and we'll be right back to continue on with our digital detox. Hi, Glow Getters. We're Brenjo's Earth Moving, a professional earth moving business specialising in a range of infrastructure works across a variety of industries, located in Mackay, Queensland. Here at Brenjo's, we're a family owned company backed by an incredible team. We've seen firsthand the incredible benefits that come from promoting and supporting a diverse workplace. We're so proud to be sponsoring Kick-Ass Radio and Kick-Ass Women's Mission to support women entering into non-traditional roles and careers. Okay, so the steps again are to unfollow the accounts that are particularly difficult for you and to follow those that energise you. Step two is to take the apps off your phone. Step three is to create a schedule and decide that ahead of time. Step four is to follow the schedule to follow through. And step five is to allow the urge because normally what happens is you have the urge and then you tell yourself a story like, oh, it's just this one time. It'll be fine. I won't be wrong. What I want you to do is say, no, I decided ahead of time. I'm going to be accountable to myself. And if I want to change the rules, I can, but it's not going to be in this moment. It's like deciding you're not going to eat the hot chips you follow through and then you can plan it again next time, ahead of time, so that you're not giving into your primitive brain in the moment that just wants that, that dopamine hit, that, that pleasure right away. If you're not ready to reduce it in this way, I remember I had some hesitations about it, but it's so interesting because the upside has been so great for me that I look forward to reducing it even more. And my hesitation was having a business and I want to connect with all of you. And how can I do that if I'm not on there? But what I found is that a lot of mine was consuming. It wasn't the producing. So it's not like I'm posting several times a day. So even if I post once a day, all that requires is for me to be there once a day. I had that fear and it turned out to be not true, which is great because now I don't use social media as much. So if you're not ready to reduce it, though, 
consider increasing your awareness of it. Meaning write down how much you check social media. So choose a 24 hour period. It's kind of like doing a food journal for a day or something like that. Just kind of check in with yourself. Say, okay, tomorrow I'm gonna to write down every time I check social media, all of the time slots and for how long. That is going to show you how much time you are actually consuming social media. And I guarantee it'll be pretty mind blowing. Um, now, I think it was Brendan Burchard, it might have been Russell Brunson, I don't know, who said, if you're spending more than 10 minutes consuming per day, it's too much. You want to be the producer, okay? And that's more of like a business thing, business thing. So if you have a business, you can be the producer of social media and you're helping your customers and your clients and you're connecting with them. It's a very different thing than being a consumer of it, where you're using it to just kind of get that validation or escape in the moment. So after you write it down and you kind of check in with how often you're doing it, the next thing I want you to do is to check in with how you feel when you're using it. So let's say you do the journal and you write down all of the times during those times, ask yourself, what emotion am I feeling? How am I feeling right now? How am I feeling? And if you're not used to identifying your emotions, there is two ways to describe emotions that might help you that is open and expansive or very closed and restrictive. So if you feel open, if the emotion is energizing, that's like on the positive side. If it feels very closed and restricted, that's the negative emotion. So keeping those two in mind, what emotion do you feel when you're scrolling? And the third step is to write down what you were thinking about after you use it. So I remember I opened with that inner dialogue of when you scroll. And I think that's so habitualized that we haven't even brought any awareness to it. So this will help you write down what that inner dialogue is. So after you've done scrolling, ask yourself, what am I thinking right now? Is it, oh, I need that. Oh, she's so lucky. Or I wish I was on that beach. What are you thinking about? And are those thoughts serving you? And the fourth step is to just ask yourself, are you happy with the outcome? Are you happy with the results? I think that seeing what comes up for you when you scroll is really useful because it shows you your brain. But I think that it's so hard to manage your brain if you are just constantly scrolling. So I think reducing social media is helping your brain out. Someone asked me the other day in Kick-Ass Women about adjusting your environment to make it easier for you to do something like, let's say, it was going to the gym and you lay out all your work, workout clothes and, you know, you set your environment up to make it easier for you to do that. You're creating a routine, a habit. And then she said, well, then isn't that saying that your thoughts aren't creating the result of your going? And I said, no, that's just you helping your brain out. So you can still just ignore the clothes and not go. It's going to be based on what you think, but you want to make it as easy as possible for your brain to win because it's not always easy, right? In fact, 50% of the time, it's not. And that other 50% of the time, we don't want to ruin it with making it harder on ourselves than it needs to be. So it's just going to be a lot harder to manage your mind. If you're constantly scrolling, if you're constantly concerned with other people, what they think, looking for validation from them, 
wanting that dopamine hit from your social media, all of it just makes it harder for your brain to think on purpose. Now, watch out for your brain having objections to this. It will likely think that you're going to miss out on something. If you reduce your social media, it will likely tell you something like, oh, my scroll, isn't that a big deal? Oh, it's that little joy I find in the day. But I just want to challenge you as a coach and a mentor and a friend that it's a good idea to test this out. Even if it's not something that you keep, give it a try and see what comes up for you. I personally think that I am able to focus on the here and now, my life, my thoughts and my feelings, my actions, my results, whether that's relaxing and hanging out with my family and friends, this one included, or whether that's increasing my productivity and achieving my big goals. All of it is amplified with less social media and I'm still on social media. And I work and run a business and social media is important, but I can still make that happen without being a consumer of it. So that's my challenge for you is to see where you fall in. And if nothing else, to increase your awareness with how you're using social media, how you feel while you're using it, what the mental chatter is while you're using it, and see what comes up for you by reducing it, by taking the apps off your phone by trying to stick to that schedule, by following through and allowing the urges and seeing what your life is like without so much of the scroll. Think it's worth it? It's something that I didn't really consider doing initially and I have been really pleased with the results and I continue to use it less and less as my business grows and I'm able to have help with it. And regardless of if you have a business or not, as a consumer of social media, you can absolutely reduce your scroll time. That's what I have for you today. So pay attention to your social media use and I'll talk with you. Um, we'll go through even more. So let's listen to one of our show sponsors again and we'll be back to round it out. Hey, Glowgetters. Have you heard about Kick-Ass Women? Founded by Joe Sainsbury, Kick-Ass Women is dedicated to empowering and supporting women who are considering a career change into an industry role. Visit our brand new website at www.kickasswomen.com.au or follow Kick-Ass Women on Facebook and LinkedIn today to keep up to date with all things Kick-Ass Women and the incredible opportunities and content we have for you. See you there, Glowgetters. So here are your take five tips for a kick-ass digital detox plan. I suggest you implement. Discover what you hope to get out of your digital detox. Is your goal stress relief, undistracted time with your family and friends, or an opportunity to think and reset, improve sleep, or a break from all the hurry of daily life and the busyness of it? Determine your priorities, then make plans accordingly. When your day involves hanging out with people you love, cooking a great meal, reading a book, going for a walk or taking a trip somewhere new. It makes it much less likely that you're going to be wishing you were scrolling through Instagram. Do some advanced prep. Since the goal is to avoid as much anxiety as possible while on your digital detox, set expectations by letting people know that you're going to be offline and unavailable. You can also provide a use only in case of emergency number, which may help you resist the urge to check just in case. And be ready for withdrawals. I've heard that symptoms may include boredom, anxiety, or just a strong urge to look at your phone. 
hang in there and resist the temptation. After a few hours, the feeling should subside and you can actually start to enjoy the feeling of not being connected. Embrace missing out instead of giving in to FOMO. Why not allow yourself to actually enjoy missing out on the requests and demands of others, especially since when you do plug in again, you most likely won't have missed out on anything significant at all. Unplugging allows you to set your own schedule and be the author of your own thoughts, which sounds pretty bloody awesome to me. Now, make friends with boredom. Most of us have become so unaccustomed to ever having a lull in our schedules that we haven't had a moment of boredom in ages. But did you know that having quiet time, walking down the street and engaging with what's around us without looking at our phones or even eating a meal and savouring the food without needing any kind of digital distraction can be some of the greatest opportunities for creative thinking or key efficiencies. Try letting your mind wander and just watch where it takes you. And I've got to admit that the idea of unplugging seems a little scary, even a tad irresponsible. I mean, my entire career lives squarely in the digital space and I also feel the need to be on call in case my family need me. So a part of me feels like it's just not doable to take a digital detox regularly. But there's also a part of me that wonders if the fact that it's so difficult for me to disconnect is also the reason why it's so crucial that I find a way to do it. We'll soon see. Now, my three and a half day experiment kicks off in a couple of weeks when I go on leave for a couple of weeks to strategically plan my year ahead, along with the much needed R&R. And the idea of soaking up the sun, listening to the waves crash and burying myself in a great book without any interruptions sounds positively blissful right now. I'll let you know how it goes post-meeting and resting. Now, when it comes to what we eat, our generation seems to be in total control. We can cut out gluten, dairy, meat, entire food groups without the blink of an eye. But when it comes to cutting back on social media, hmm, can we talk about something else? Ever since I found out about taking a digital detox last year, I've become more and more aware of just how much time we spend every day on social media. But what if instead of doing the occasional full-on detox, we simply start implementing better habits every day? Now, I've been experimenting with this for a while, and my biggest discovery has been this. You can learn to spend less time on social media without actually experiencing any less of it. The secret is to view it more efficiently. So, for example, if you scroll your Instagram feed just once at 10 p.m., you'll see the exact same content that you would have seen if you compulsively scrolled it here and there all day long. But the 10 p.m. check-in took you five minutes and the sporadic all-day check-ins took you a total of 20 not to mention that, the distract, that they distracted you from the world and the people in your job around you. Now, the idea behind my diet isn't that social media is bad. Hey, we're bloggers. But instead, that we should be mindful about how and when we consume it. So I hope you gain some insight out of my social media diet that you can actually stick to and say hello to having more focused time throughout your day. Put your purse in the back seat of the car. We've all done it. And by it, I mean killing time at a red light, scrolling through our feed, not to mention that it can cost you a shitload of money now with the blue healers, the police. It's a bad habit. And not just because it's seriously dangerous, 
kick the habit by placing your bag in the back seat of the car, out of reach. You can use your commute time more wisely by tuning into a great podcast, hey, like Kick-Ass Radio, or listening to a new album. Never put your phone on the dinner table. So let's go ahead and make it official. It's just plain uncivilised to leave your phone resting on the dinner table when you're eating with other people. If there was ever a time you shouldn't be playing around on social media, it's when you're face-to-face with someone sharing a meal. Make it a rule and stick to it. Stop posting in real time. Bloggers have known the secret for a long time. It's usually not efficient or even necessary to post in real time. Take all the pics you want, but save the editing, captioning, posting process for later when you can sit down and focus on that task by yourself. Enjoy the moment you're in. Designate two social media check-in times per day. For me, I like to use the early morning for my outgoing social media. That's the time I typically edit, caption and post images from the day before. I use the time right after work around 6pm for incoming social media. That's when I catch up on my feed, respond to comments and messages, etc. So my 6pm check-in is a treat after a hard day's work. Unfollow accounts that aren't truly inspiring to you at all. Following fewer accounts will naturally cut down on your social media time. And if you take your editing seriously, it can actually increase the value of the time that you do spend on social media. So ask yourself, do you really need to know what Kaya Gerber ate for breakfast today or Kim Kardashian? Only you can answer that. Plan a trip somewhere without Wi-Fi. Okay, so this is definitely the most fun step of the diet. Plan a trip somewhere off the grid. Maybe it's a weekend camping trip or a visit to a local beach or just a trip where you keep your phone in airplane mode the whole time. Take as many pics as you want and you can share them all on social media once you get back. You'll be surprised at how light it feels. With nothing to check in on, you can totally check out. Okay, then, Glogetters, that's it for today's show. But I would like to leave on this note. So I would like to take this opportunity to thank you for the year of 2021, for bringing an abundant amount of joy and success to me personally, and for bringing us, you and me together, to celebrate a constellation of women, female leaders, business owners, entrepreneurs from around Australia and the wider world, who have all glowed bright at giving a big push for women to be granted equal and full voice, participation and leadership everywhere and in every aspect and for raising continued awareness that we need the essential role of women of courage, ingenuity, vision and achievement to realise the power of unity and women's empowerment cause, that women do and can make a difference, not just a small difference, but a big and critical one. We all have different experiences, different priorities, different struggles, different triumphs, and of course, differences of opinion. But I passionately believe that if we listen to each other and seek to understand, we can learn so much more from each other. I hope we all have a greater understanding of the fact that our collective glow or light shines brightest when we celebrate each other, support each other, and lift each other up. We have all become incredible role models for our respective industries, sectors, states, countries, women and girls, and serve as inspiration across regions and generations. 
We are all women who have broken glass, brass, steel, many types of ceilings, and who have pushed the frontiers of women's leadership and entrepreneurship and have paved a smoother path for other women and girls to follow in our footsteps and become future leaders, researchers, adventurers, and entrepreneurs. You are the women whose voices are heard when it comes to local, national, and international women's empowerment and development. Ladies, you may agree with me that while we've made some important strides, our work is far from finished. And that is why we all need to keep on working towards a better day for women and girls. And yet this mission of gender equality and diversity and inclusion needs constant nourishing, nurturing, and multi-stakeholder engagement and active support, both moral and material, and we can count on each other to be champions in this effort. So thank you all for being my inspiration, role models, mentors, and for your commitment and your passion. I am truly honored and humbled and forever grateful to have had the opportunities to stand beside and amongst you all. This is my most heartfelt thank you to one and all that have supported myself and Kick-Ass Women over the past year and who continue to support me. I am most truly and gracious graciously thankful for the opportunities that have been presented to me and of all the new amazing and inspirational connections I have made throughout the year. Well, that's it guys. I do hope you have found the information on our digital detox helpful and valuable and it gives you something to action over the holiday period. Have a beautiful festive season. Thank you for sharing your time with me and supporting the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Wishing you a wonderful year ahead, but watch out because we've still got a guest on next week's radio show, and that is the wonderful Wendy Marquini. So have a wonderful and Merry Christmas. And if you plan on drinking too much at the work party, make sure you are wearing sensible knickers, just in case you end up dancing on the bar or the table. As always, I really appreciate you guys giving me your time to listen to this radio show. You can find more information on the episode in the show notes or on my social media pages. As I said, be sure to tune in again next week where we have Wendy Marquini seeing, seeing us into the new year. Reach out to me and follow me on social media or send me an email at jody at kickasswomen.com.au. Well, that's it. It's not goodbye. It's see you later. Stay safe, take care and keep in touch. Poscoms. Go on, get your glow on. Become a glow getter. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Kick-Ass Radio, where we kick goals and deliver empowering conversations for women. Want to hear more from Kick-Ass Women and Joe Sainsbury? Visit the Kick-Ass Women website or follow Kick-Ass Women on Facebook, LinkedIn and Instagram. See you on the next episode of Kick-Ass Radio.